0: Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Agency. I'm your host, James Lawrence. Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer Podcast. Today I am joined by a smiling David Lawrence. David? James. Welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: Third time on the pod. You're now you're now in first place for repeat. I was going to say repeat customers. I'm not sure that's the right way of phrasing it. He's back. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm getting out of it. I know, that's right. I think you've, uh, you've bumped Alicia um, from Red Wolf into second place, where it was previously tied for first. Um, yeah, that's, that's,
1: quality over, that's quantity over
0: quality. Over. <laughs> yes. Good. That's, uh, Alicia will be pleased to hear that. So we're talking today, all things ChatGPT. We've, we've kind of labelled it an emergency pod and, and what Australian marketers need to know. I don't. I think we don't want to get too much into what is it. I think we presume that listeners, you know, have heard about it in the news, have heard about it in industry news, have probably jumped into it and played around with it in either a personal or professional capacity. Fastest platform ever to get to 100 million users, faster than TikTok, faster than Instagram. On a scale of one to ten, how fearful as marketers do we need to be that we're, we'll have a job in five years time? Um,
1: if you decide not to use ChatGPT, then I think you should have a 10 rating on that fear maybe a nine from being generous if you're good at what you do and you can think strategically and you've got some experience about what works and what doesn't work in marketing then i don't think you should be scared at all
0: yeah
1: Um, i do think like a lot of other disruptions we've seen in the industry our jobs will be completely different in a few years time yeah for anyone working in the digital part of the industry that's not gonna come as any surprise. That's been the environment we've been working in. Um, Probably the change of, of, uh, the pace of change is gonna be a bit quicker
0: though. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's interesting, like Dave did a presentation to the entire Rocket team recently. And in it, I think the thing that I found really interesting and it's so obvious is that what we're using now is the worst it will ever be. I think maybe just talk to that, because I think that made a lot of people sit up and kind of listen. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? When
1: something new comes, Comes up it's it's easy for the critics out there to look at it and, and find all the faults in it without realizing that for every invention uh, ever the first iteration is by far the worst and and I think that the line I used in the staff meeting was that we will look back and laugh at the version that we were using late 2022 early 2023 and I think that's firmly true and, and I've even fi- I've even been finding on the tool that that things that didn't work a couple of weeks ago are suddenly working quite nicely. Um, and things that did work a couple of weeks ago that might have been perceived to be potentially a negative of the tool um, in terms of negative content, they don't work anymore. that the tool is already learning.
0: And I think for, for listeners that maybe aren't as into it, we're on, I think, version 3.5 is, is how it's labelled. Version mm-hmm. 4 um, is coming out soon. There's no actual launch date or anything on that. But yep. in kind of listening to people in the space, connected to the space that have been in the space for years, the feeling is that it's going to be quite revolutionary compared to what we're playing with now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And it's obviously really hard to, to get into the business of guessing where a large group of very, very bright people are going to take this thing. But it, it's it's going to be phenomenally better in future versions than it is now. And, and that's just something we've got to accept. And so when we're thinking about how we should use it or should we use it and how how we should use it, You've got to factor that in that if there's things that aren't quite right at the moment, you have to look past those.
0: What are kind of the main limitations that we're, because I guess this is very more of a conversation than, than asking you a bunch of questions, but mm. we're using it in the agency. And later on, I want to discuss, because I think some feedback I've heard from other agency owners, some questions we've had from clients is like, you know, is it right to be using it? Is it cheating and whatever mm. else we're fully in on ChatGBT and we'll, we'll use it in a way it's a tool to help us drive better results for our clients but like what are the the obvious limitations that that kind of that you've observed and that we've seen
1: yeah there's sort of there's two big categories of limitations at the moment one of them are the things within the tool which i'll talk about and the other things are the limitations of any ai in something as nuanced as marketing and indeed in in lots of fields so if we talk about limitations in the tool there's a big obvious one at the moment which is that it stopped crawling data at the end of 2021 so If you're looking for anything that's truly recent, um, anything that's topical, it's going to really struggle. And if you're wanting to write about something that's fast changing, then its views are going to be quite antiquated if you consider a year and a couple of months antiquated. So, so that's probably one of the first big things you've got to be aware of. It has some, some obvious limitations around sort of garbage in, garbage out, which we talk a lot about in marketing. So if you don't use it properly, and if you don't fit the information it needs to give you a great answer, it, it will always be incredibly limited. The other interesting thing is it's not a sentient being. It, it doesn't think and create the way that a human brain thinks and creates. So, it's limited to the knowledge that's already out there that it's been exposed to. So if you're wanting to use it to come up with something genuinely unique and powerful, it's just not going to do that, but it's not designed to do that either. However, the reality is that there is so much knowledge out there in almost every subject matter that no one really knows at all. So it knows more than we all know on most topics. Of course, it's going to have trouble putting emphasis on the really important things versus the less important things. It has to use some of the clever stuff that I don't understand in terms of how it's powered and also how often things are talked about and how important the sources are to talk about
0: them. I think that's the thing to get over. Like when you think of it as basically pulling together and cataloging and understanding vast swathes of information, it Mm. has ripped through university texts and Wikipedia and as much of the internet as it can get its hands on, um, you know, billions and billions and billions and billions of pieces of data you know we've been doing digital marketing for you know 15 to 20 years and it's probably fair to say we know you know three percent four percent five percent maybe of what there is to know in the in yeah. the space ChatGPT gpt has catalogued every single piece of content reasonably yep. that, that there is on the topic and can then spit it back out at us almost in real time so i think you've got yeah. a just the idea that you know more or you have more information is kind of something you just have to give up and seed
1: yeah, 100%.
0: 100%. It, it does some funny things, though. When it gets to the edge of its
1: knowledge, it can make some pretty funny moves. It, it's a tool that likes to give you an answer. And so a lot of people are sort of naming the errors it comes up with sometimes as AI hallucinations. Hmm. So it can come up with some genuinely strange things that sound sensible. They're written about it in quite a nice way because it is really strong with its language, but they're just not true and they never were true and they probably never will be true. So you do have to have a, a, a pretty healthy level of skepticism. And probably that brings me on to some of the challenges that people who use the tool have in terms of what, it, what it's not meant to be good at, what it sort of can't be good at. And when it comes to marketing, one of the real challenges for a marketer is working out what's going to perform and what's not going to perform. And the ChatGPT at the moment, and I suspect for a very long time, perhaps forever, will struggle with that because the thing that allows us to know what's going to work is past experience of running campaigns. And often, as much as we talk about being data-driven in digital, so often success is very difficult to define. Long sales cycles, complex buyer journeys, uh, dozens or more of touch points can make figuring out what worked versus what didn't work really tough for a human brain. Yep. So much harder slash impossible for an AI that doesn't actually have access to the information of all the different campaigns in the world. alone like all the campaigns that say an agency might be running at one point in time to know what's working and what's not working. So if you go in there and say, what's a great way to do an email marketing campaign, you know, top tips for high converting email marketing campaigns, it's going to come up with a really fantastic list of things that are going to be close to best practice and they're going to be really compelling. Most experts are already going to know those things. What it won't be able to do is tell you if the subjects that you're playing around with, which of those email subjects are likely to perform the best. Someone who's an expert in email marketing is going to have a pretty good gut feel on that. Um, and they, they should rely on their expertise and their strategic mouse rather than hoping that the tool will do it.
0: yeah it's very quick to get you to above average again you know it's passing university courses, university degrees almost in real time. I think you know if I punched in write a blog article on you know and it, and even though it only catalogs to 2021 you can kind of say write an SEO article on the best trends for 2023 and it'll kind of spit out something that you know it, it thinks is right. It's, a, it's reasonable you'd read it you go yeah it's probably about right is it cutting edge is it challenging you as a marketer is it making you kind of ask questions that you haven't thought about in terms of seo probably not but it's very quick to get to you know outsource copywriter type level of someone who's just punching out 500 to 700 word blog articles to fill out a website right
1: yeah
0: fast mediocrity yeah yeah that's it which isn't a bad thing that's not a bad thing at all it,
1: it it's a thing that is, it is what it is. Like, fast mediocrity is excellent because a lot of the content that gets created in the world is below mediocre. Yeah, that's it. There's no excuse for being below mediocre anymore. But it does raise it, maybe we're jumping ahead, but it does raise an interesting question, which is if the ability to create mediocre content quickly has been democratized, what is the value of that content anymore? Yeah. And I think the obvious answer would have to be it's not very valuable. Yeah, that's
0: it. Uh, I reckon that's a really good segue because I do want to. Jump into a lot of the kind of the positive practical applications of of the tool for, for marketers, but I think it's a really nice segue. Like when it when we first started playing around with the tool back end of last year, it was almost like it had this kind of dirty connotation to it, and it's kind of like you know, is it is it okay to use it? Are we allowed to use it? Can we copy text and put it onto a client's website? Can we, you know, do we have to change it? If we, if we do change it, what percentage? You've got schools and universities around the world banning it, saying we're not letting our students use it. Then there's talk of, you know, you, you can copy a swathe of text from ChatGPT, put it back in and go, was this written by ChatGPT? And it'll say yes. Make some variations. It'll say I'm not sure or no. It probably wasn't. Mm. There's thought. There is technology to watermark. It's probably not going to work very effectively. There's different schools of thought on that. But I guess what's your position as you know as a as an agency owner doing work for lots of clients where the stakes are high? Mm. Are we allowed to use it as marketers? Are there some caveats around that? What's 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 best practice for Australian marketers to stay out of trouble?
1: Yeah. So speaking for Rocket Agency, I'd be upset if someone in our team wasn't using it. Our, our job is to do the best job by our client and deliver the most value. Um, and this is a great tool for that. It's a great tool for delivering value. I would be even more upset though, if I discovered that someone at Rocket was only using ChatGPT to gain knowledge, make decisions and produce content.
0: Yep.
1: If, if you're aiming for more than mediocre, and I believe that agencies in general are aiming for more than mediocre, then you have to be uh, doing a lot more than just using ChatGPT.
0: Yeah, that's it. And- I think um, I'll just I'll bring up Google. Basically, there was a lot of talk back end of last year and in January about Google considering content that's been taken from ChatGBT and put onto websites as blogs and website copy and white papers as being spammy content. They've updated in, in um, Google Search Central in the blog se- section. They posted a piece on February 8th, so a couple of weeks back from when we're recording this and essentially saying it's totally fine to use it with some kind of caveats. Rewarding high quality content however it's produced, Google aims to reward original high quality content that demonstrates demonstrates the quality of what we call EEAT, expertise, experience, author- authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. They're basically saying that they themselves use AI, that it is the future. The appropriate use of AI automation is not against our guidelines. This means that it is that it is not used to generate content primarily to manipulate search rankings, which is against our yeah. spam policy. So, if you get ChatGPT to write a paragraph of text on your website that is bang on, you look at it and go, "I couldn't have written it better myself." Absolutely yeah. happy days. If you write and get it to write a blog article in an area of kind of deep expertise, and you want to modify 20% of it to make sure that it is on point, totally fine. Um, mm. But if you're kind of spinning up, you know blog articles for the sake of just beefing out your site, that the, the user itself has no real interest in it, then Google will have a problem with that. And I think that kind of parlays into what you said before about mediocre content. Like we started in the search business and just it was all about just pumping people to your website, any kind of content marketing subject matter expertise area. Then it kind of went to, well, if you've got blog articles that talk deeply about what you're doing, you will attract visitors to your website. The quality didn't really matter too much. We've now moved to a point where you kind of, we don't really advocate just blog content for the sake of it for our clients. We're trying to create valuable content that users interact with because that's what actually helps you generate better SEO results. I don't think it's controversial to think that in two years time, whether it's through ChatGBT or whether it's through Google's alternative offer, which is gonna be coming soon, why would anyone turn to, you know, rocket to read an article about SEO trends in 2023? You just pump that into ChatGPT or into Google's version unless rocket has something to say that is so unique and different that it sits above the content on those types of websites. So I think just content itself has forever changed, right?
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And and already that's largely the case, isn't it? Google has indexed more pages than it would ever need on every topic you could ever imagine. So as it is at the moment, writing the words is not enough. And and I think that's one of the concerns that I've heard from lots of marketers is that because there's a tool that can bring up answers to questions quickly and because it can write well, that suddenly they they could become irrelevant. And if we look at how we spend our time, um, unless you're a copywriter, writing words is a small part of what you do in otherwise quite complex environments where we all spend a lot of time managing people, truly understanding audiences, clients, products, services, offerings, trying to find out as much as we can about the competitive landscape, finding differences, places that our clients or, or our company, if we're working in-house, can compete in. ChatGPT is not built for that kind of work at the moment, and it may never be built for that kind of work. It's effectively lifting the standard of the written word to a certain point, and it's allowing it to be created quickly. And you're quite right, if you are going to write a generic SEO article about trends in 2023, There's probably not a lot of value in that in the future. But to be honest, if you did it today, you're probably going to struggle to really rank on that. Anyhow, unless you've got a website where an awful lot of work has already Mm -hmm. gone into it. We're actually writing an article on that topic
0: uh, at the moment. So I'll have it done before this uh, pod's finished recording.
1: (laughs) Perfect, perfect. But but it's a great example, isn't it? Because the, the ability for an agency like Rocket to write an article like that and rank on it is not just about the words on the page or the screen. It's about all the work that's been done on that website over a number of years the connections we have with other websites technical structure and all the rest of it so so the words are really important but mediocre is not going to cut it and and it's interesting if you you do think about those seo trends in 2023 type articles they do get more valuable when you bring them down into a particular location or a particular industry or a direct analysis for a client Um, and that's where markets have to be playing they've got to be using their experience and their strategic now the ability to communicate that's what they should be doing in Just get them geared up quicker than they might have
0: done before. I think it's kind of just fast-tracked where things were going with Google anyway, if that kind of makes sense. And I guess we're probably in the weeds and and talking about SEO at at this point. Mm. It has just meant that if you haven't got something valuable and interesting and you need to say, it's kind of not really worth kind of pumping it out there. And whether it is through ChatGPT or whether it is through Google Bard, kind of at the moment we're using like kind of people are thinking about it. How do, how do I use it to help me kind of market and when we're talking about digital marketing, better in Google, better SEO, better Facebook ads, better Instagram ads, whatever else. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, we've got the fastest growing platform ever, hundred million users. Mum and dad may or may not be on it. We'll, uh, we'll, have, to <laughs> <check>. <laughs> we'll have to check. But it, it is fast becoming a destination of its own. Um, and yeah. sure enough, as every other platform that has eyeballs, it will be a place where you have to, by advertising, well, you, you want to be there buying ads. Yeah. Is there a way of manipulating the returns itself to you know, start bringing your brand into that space um, and it will become just another kind of territory that us as marketers are trying to get our clients in front of?
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, It's probably outside the scope of the discussion today, but it'll be very interesting to see what Google in particular and being another platform do to ensure that their very, very lucrative search businesses remain lucrative. Yep. It's, yeah, it's it. definitely not obvious to see how you can monetize um an ai response which often will just require one view one read compared to the way searches worked um, yeah,
0: over they'll find a way Dave. they'll find a way <laughs> they always yeah. do i think that's really good what i want to talk about now the obvious use cases <laughs> the, <laughs> obvious, the obvious <laughs> use cases like like obviously you need to write a blog article chuck it in yeah. there whatever else but love to hear just yeah how you think um, chat gpt can be used for for marketers um, on the pod
1: yeah excellent so let's start right at the beginning of, of how we often have to work as marketers which is doing some research so you've got a new product or service or new client or whatever it's a great fast way to get some good top level knowledge all the caveats about it being out of date apply obviously but it's great at basically doing a query to say, tell me about a certain industry in a certain location. What are the current issues? What are the trends? What are the, the, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, strengths, type stuff? So, you'll be good at that. At the moment, you wouldn't rely on that research wholly because it definitely is not always correct, but it's a great starting point. Not
0: bad. Like we, we've just started working with an Australian whiskey maker, and that was an mm-hmm. example of what one um, of our team members did. Basically, me some research in the Australian whiskey industry how big is it? Who are the biggest players? The value, the challenges, opportunities, whatever else. And, like, given that we know the data is not you know, up to date in terms of being a couple of years old, definitely fast tracked. I wouldn't rely on that information by itself, but in terms of just yeah. having you know 700,000 words written to, within minutes, pretty effective.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if someone said you've got two minutes to become a semi expert on a topic. Um, I'm going chat GPT instead of Google at the moment.
0: Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so that, that's a
1: good obvious one. Um, there's lots of fields where it's already providing some really exact work and coding is a great example. Marketing is the sort of work you do with data tracking and analytics. So you can go in there and talk in plain language about something you want to achieve. So for instance, I need a, a Facebook pixel, which is gonna track when someone scrolls 35% down through a page and it will it will just write javascript code in a matter of seconds or less and it's not always perfect but it's pretty good the same if you wanted to add an faq section to one of your web pages you can just put the content in and ask for the code and it'll it'll come back with with all the front-end code that you need to to drop into your website Um, i haven't used it for this because i'm not a coder but it's certainly able to to punch out pretty good code in all the in all the common uh, programming languages as well and i've heard people talk about the fact that it's better than a junior developer Hmm. so usual challenges we find as well as marketers it's not going to be strategic in terms of how it writes code but once you know what you need to do you can do a pretty handy job of saving a lot of time in, in what is otherwise quite repetitive work
0: yeah yeah for sure i think an, an interesting one that we we're playing with was just putting together email sequences so kind of and maybe just kind of how you framed that was quite i think quite interesting given the brief. yeah yeah,
1: yeah that's right and, and maybe this is a good time to to talk a little bit about um how you can make sure some of these more specific use cases actually give you quality results, Um, which is the way a lot of people use chat GPT um, is not surprisingly quite novice because it's quite new for most of us, but you'll go in and and you'll say, write me an article on blah. It comes up with something that reads pretty well, but the deeper you look into it, the more you realize you couldn't actually run with that as a quality piece of content. So what you have to start doing um, is giving a lot of information in, in the form of a brief. So if you're briefing a copywriter at the moment, you wouldn't just say, write me an article on blah. You've go, got a client, this is their industry, this is their location, this is their audience. Tone. Keep sound- What's that? Tone. Tone, 100%. You'd be talking about tone. You might list the USPs. Basically everything to make sure that the copywriter can come back with some content that the client reads and says, wow, this is perfect. It's like I've been working with you guys for years. So you have to do exactly the same thing with ChatGPT. And that's that's the number one thing you'll do to get a step change lift in the results that it's going to provide to you. So, getting really good at understanding how to write a brief for ChatGPT. Expect that to change over time as the tool changes over time. But in general, plain language seems to work the best with most things.
0: And so, um, how, and so, practically, how do you do that for pe- for listeners that um, have kind of gone in there and said, "Hey, write a you know write, write a website homepage copy in you know electrical engineering for a business of twenty people." How would you elevate yeah. that? Like, how do you actually put those prompts in?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so first of all, obviously, any marketer should have all these bullet points um, or more detailed uh, bits of information about how they would brief someone working on the campaign for their for their client or their employer at the moment. You basically want to take that and you just want to convert it a little bit to make sure it works nicely with ChatGPT. So, short sentences. You don't want too much ambiguity. Um, some things you put in just don't seem to work at the moment. Other things seem to work pretty well. It's been driving me crazy at the moment because you put in Use Australian English and it keeps on throwing back words with Zs in them, Mm -hmm. which is frustrating, whereas I'm sure that was working a couple of weeks ago. So the brief is essentially just a series of short sentences um, with all the information a real person would need to write something that was personalized to your needs.
0: So So I put together an email marketing series for this type of business, the target market is X, the USP is a Y, um tone, Uh, playful, conversational, formal, whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, that's it. And the way I tend to do it is I put all my briefing information in in there first. And I have that in a library of of assets that I would have. I do a lot of writing for Rocket. So I now have a nice little chat GPT library which is briefing information for Rocket. And I have a a big collection of lines, but I wouldn't use them all for everything. Like if I just need some assistance with a paragraph about a particular thing, I'm not going to with the entire briefing, so sort of overkill, but you'll have that brief. And then once that's in there, the next line you'll put in is, you might say a lot of people are using the phrase act as, so act as a copywriter. So if it's an email sequence, you'd be go, create an email sequence for someone who has, for instance, downloaded a guide from our website. I'd like the first email to go immediately, suggest the next three emails and give you titles and, and copy for them. And if you brief it really well, and you use the right instructions for that prompt, then you're going to get something back, which is actually Mm. quite good. It has a good knowledge, a lot of stuff written online about email marketing and sequences. So it has that knowledge. And I think the the, the next thing that's really important with ChatGPT again, is on that prompt side of things. So if you think about it, we've done our brief, doing our prompt, you keep prompting. And think about prompting as the way you give feedback to an email strategist or a writer who'd come up with a sequence. You're unlikely just to look at it and go, it's perfect. I'm going to run with it. You, you would typically give feedback and chat GPT is no different. So you want to give it feedback. So you might want to say, uh, if it's given you four options, you might want to say for option one, um, give me three more variations of the headline with different tones. Or you might say, specifically want the tone to be playful or educational or informative. And you can play around with different words that you'll get interesting results for there. And so it's all about um, what we've kind of named it internally is, is, uh, is pick and edit. So what you want to do is you want to pick the option that you like, continue using ChatGPT to improve it as much as it can. But at some point, ChatGPT is done. You take it offline and then you edit it. If you become really good at briefing and the prompting, the amount of editing you'll do might be a little bit less, but most times there'll be editing to do because it won't capture the full requirement of a brief. Yeah, It'll be things that you know as an expert marketer that it won't know.
0: And I think, yeah, for my experience with it was, first started playing with it and i was like this is unbelievable it's incredible then i started going hang on it's actually not as good as it's so light on it's so so mediocre and then i realized hang on i'm just not actually using it correctly and once you do go through that process of properly briefing it putting in smart prompts that you 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 know right after using it more reading up on different ways that people in your industry are using it but then also also not expecting it to be a complete panacea there's still going to be changes you have to make at the end to kind of put the, put the finishing touches on. I, I had a list here of the things that we're using it for. Writing articles, emails, ads, social posts, web content. Definitely really good for create a Facebook ad, create a Google wow. ad, I limit my characters to 50 characters or 60, those things are just so difficult to actually yeah. get right normally. Generating top level ideas for a campaign, designing email sequences, creating scripts for videos. It's awesome at scripts, um, you know, even just from a personal context, like write a poem, turn it into old english turn it into gangster speak like it's just it's so clever at moving it around that could also be very professional if you needed it for i don't know depending on what industry you're in so uh, writing
1: poetry that's a, that's a common task for you
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> that's why mum likes me the most Perform um, <laughs> <laughs> before market research i think it's excellent for research build me yeah. a table of the 10 biggest businesses in this particular vertical what's their turnover put your sources in you can put that in so it'll actually give you sources sometimes yeah. um endlessly rephrasing existing content creating lists with sources keyword research uh, writing code um, creating complex google sheet formulas I, th- I think this is a really good one just generating fresh ideas to avoid writer's block I often yeah. really struggle to get started writing something but I'll just yeah. have it write something pretty average and I'm so happy to jump in there and play around with it yep. creating tracking events uh, querying apis to add data to a spreadsheet I mean it's kind of the it's a bit of a cliche but it really is just limited to you kind of, your creativity with how to use the tool, right?
1: Yeah, it's so true. And I think um, one of the big takeaways for me with where the tool is at the moment is it's a tool for experts. Um, and that kind of means two things. You've got to become an expert in how to use ChatGPT. By no means the most complex thing to use in the world, but you'll get better the more you use it. But the most important thing is that you're an expert in the subject matter you're working in. So it's it's easy for someone to think that with this tool... You can go from knowing nothing to becoming an expert marketer in an hour. Um, and certainly, if you're trawling TikTok, you find all kinds of people claiming to have built amazing agencies with incredible results without doing any work other than throwing up ChatGPT. It's kind of fantasy land. It's completely dishonest. The strength of ChatGPT is in assisting an expert to get to a quality result faster. And and it allows them to bring in more fresh perspectives and interesting ideas. And they might've got otherwise. Mm. So it's sort of almost like you're brainstorming with a bunch of people, but you're still going to be someone who knows what great looks like. Yeah. that's it. And you've got to know when the thing you're looking at, that's just pretty good could be turned into great by just taking it offline and doing some editing yeah. for it. So yeah, if you're not an expert marketer, this is going to be, a tool that just helps you become mediocre really, really fast. One of the challenges I've found with using it is it's quite overwhelming. So it's really easy to say, give me 30 versions of that headline and by about version four, for me, anyhow, I find they all just start looking the same. It's genuinely hard to sort of find the the real quality stuff in there. So that's a skill I think that we'll develop. It's a a skill that editors have had forever, but it's a skill the rest of us will have to develop, which is the ability to read work, not be impressed just by the words that are there, but actually see through to the quality very quickly and
0: Mm. effectively. I reckon that's enough in terms of just our perspective on on the tool, what it is, what it's not, different ways of using it. Anything else, any other kind of areas you wanted to cover?
1: Um, I could talk about this forever. Um,
0: You're a massive nerd.
1: I'm a massive nerd. This this, this just taps right into great great things for me. Look, I I think the main thing for me is get into the platform, play around with it. There's a a framework that we're playing around with internally, which you just pointed out was the four P's, which wasn't delivered when we put it together. But but I think this is an important way to think about how you can use ChatGPT across an organisation to make the organisation effective. And I don't think it matters um, whether you're a marketing agency or any other company. So... For us, it starts with process. It's the,
0: it's the three P's and B.
1: Oh, okay, well, it's the, that's-, that's, it's,
0: that's the P, it's the P, B, PP.
1: Uh, interesting, well, we can throw that into, into ChatGPT and look at what's better. But it's, um, it's, it's really simple for us. Process is where it all starts. So you've got to understand which parts of the things you do at the moment could benefit from ChatGPT. How are you gonna achieve that? So you've got to be really clear on that. Otherwise, you could dumb down the work you do pretty quickly the next thing you do is the brief. So getting really, really good at the brief is critically is important. We've talked about that already. Um, that's an art. Um, I know some people have been referring to using Chat GPT as engineering. Mm. Chat GPT engineers, that's a disgraceful use of the word engineer. Um, it's just not that hard, but you will get better at it as you go. Um, the next thing is prompts. So getting really powerful with the prompts, building a library of prompts that work really well and sharing them with your the colleagues. That's where you'll get uh, best at it. And then at the very end, it's pick and edit.
0: I'm just busy in in the, in the tool here, trying to um, change process brief.
1: Yeah.
0: What's the next one? Prompt.
1: And then pick and edit. I think it's going to do a pretty good job on
0: that. Pivot progress plan proceed. What do we like? Instead of brief, plan, process Fine. plan prompt pick. We're done. The four P's. ChatGBT has beaten us. Beaten us. It, it wins again.
1: But I had a had a funny interaction with a colleague the other day where they were doing a similar thing, coming up with three words to describe a company. um, came up with some okay kind of stuff, and then I said, "Tell it to make those words rhyming," um, and I was able to put together five really, really great uh, rhyming words to describe a brand. So those sort of things that humans struggle with, it, it will be it is just it is better than us at
0: those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, that's it. It's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we, we always ask um, this question of, of people on the pod. You've been asked this twice before. So Kaylee's asked me to tweak it a little bit. Uh, what's the one piece of marketing advice that you'd give to marketers coming into the new year?
1: This is not a shocking one, but uh, learn chat GPT. So don't just use it a little bit and think it's Okay. Put some time aside, do it, do it one day deep dive. Use yeah. some of the tips we've we've gone through in this pod, and that's just the starting point. Put a day aside. Social um, social's great for finding people that are using chat GPT really well. So have a look around, try what people are trying, um, and then see how it applies to your role and think about where it fits into your process.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think it's um this is not something where you can put your head in the sand on it. You've got to you've got to embrace it. There'll be lots of lots of roles and lots of businesses where you know it'll be business as usual a little bit for a long time, um, yeah. and you know I think there's a lot of hyperbole around what it's going to do to kind of white collar jobs across all industries, not just marketing. But if you don't embrace the tool, and I think you are in danger of being a bit of a dinosaur.
1: Yeah, and I think one other tip, and maybe this is a little bit dark. If you do a job at the moment where you've often thought ah, a smart robot could do this, you probably can, and it's probably time to start looking at reskilling. Like we mentioned at the very beginning, the the world we're moving into is going to reward people who are strategic, creative, strong communicators. Um, That's the kind of stuff you want to be doing. You want to do the stuff that isn't simply a series of obvious rules or obvious language.
0: Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, you'll be replaced by a robot. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. (laughs) Excellent. Dave, thanks for coming back onto the pod.
1: Pleasure. I'll be going for number four next time. pretty excited.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Smarter Marketer podcast. Stay up to date about new episodes on LinkedIn and Instagram by searching for Smarter Marketer podcast. You can purchase your own copy of Smarter Marketer via the Amazon website. And if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing, send me an email, jamesl at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website. Thanks for your time.